Off the Ball. Find us on Twitter at Off the Ball. News Talk 106 to 108. Now then, you're welcome back. Very happy to say we have Eric Donovan on the line with us. You're there, Eric. How you doing? Good evening, Joe. Fresh from your call. A nice place to win a fight. We'll get on to that in uh, just a moment. It probably is worth remarking on just how well the European Games are going for many Irish boxers. Six medals guaranteed. Kelly Harrington winning today. Michaela Walsh today beat the reigning world champion, which is no small thing. And you also have Grania Walsh in there, Kurt Walker, Michael Nevin, Regan Buckley, all with medals at the European Games a year out from the Olympics. This seems like the amateur scene is certainly back on track anyway. It's just brilliant news, really, for Irish boxing, um, Joe. And uh, considering the the age of of that group as well, a lot of them are only very young. Regan Buckley, Michael Nevin, probably boxing in their first ever major, nas- major championships, mm. senior championships. And... Um, you know, here they are on the podium and uh, have a chance to change the colour as well. And of course, just a year out, they're probably even less from the Olympic qualifiers. So it's a it's a brilliant time, considering there has been a lot of negative and uh, negative news surrounding Olympic boxing. Is it in the Olympics? Yeah. Is it not? And you know, a bit of a blow recently to the IABA as well, losing Joe Ward to the professional game and Paddy Donovan to the professional game as well. You know, two really really. Um, important boxers very good boxers mm. more so Joe Ward because he's already established and you know he was the captain of the team losing him was a huge blow so yeah it's great news great news for Irish boxing and there's still one more Aoife O'Rourke has to box later on today as well so um, or this evening so they, they could make it seven um, so it's unprecedented stuff really I think I was a part of the team that had the biggest um, medal hall uh, in 2010 we returned from the European Championships with five medals um, we finished second to Russia in the, Euro- in, in the, in the Championships so that was a that, I think that was the, I think that was the biggest the biggest hall to return from a major championship so they've already surpassed that and it only, it's only took them nine years and, and, and every every single boxer on the team is, is brand new as well so it's, it's it's incredible It certainly beats the doomsday scenario in the post Billy Walsh era which was that once you've lost Billy, things are going to go rapidly downhill. And that sense was almost copper fastened by the 2016 games. So it's great in that respect that the end for amateur boxing hasn't been reached. This team looked like they're a serious outfit. Absolutely, I agree. I think it I think it did. The loss of Billy Walsh at the time, it definitely had it. It definitely affected the team. Yeah, um, most of it destabilizing. Absolutely. And it took some adjusting um, because he was the sailor of the ship in a way and um both it's a testament to the team that's there you know bernard dunn now stepped in as, as director so he's uh it's good for him it's mm. good for john conlon on board uh zorantia we know how good he is mm. uh, and, and some of the other younger coaches coming on and and establishing their own kind of footprint on the team and um like one thing that we have in this country is a talent for boxing we just we have it we just have it in abundance and there's a conveyor belt coming through I know the work that goes on at grassroots level uh, you know at the four corners of this country and the passion is there the ambition is there we'll always produce boxers it's just about managing them right and getting the right team around them and I think things are starting to kind of come good at just the right time for mm. Irish boxing mm. Have this generation been talked about as something approaching the golden one like have you known about a lot of these fighters for a long time or are some of them surprising you? 
I have. I'm really impressed with Regan Buckley, actually, because he actually turned professional yeah. last year, year before, and he had two fights. And, um, like, he's um, he's only 50, like, 52 kilograms. Um, and, or sorry, I think he might be light flight. He might be 49 kilograms. Uh, not sure, in around there, anyway, mm. light flight. Or, uh, no, sorry, he is light flight. Uh, so that's 49 kilograms max. Um, but he would have been reaching out to, to spar with me, and he's very ambitious, very hungry young kid, and wanting to um, really test himself all the time. But in the pro, his pro, his pro career kind of hit a bit of a, a bit of a brick wall and um, he wasn't really getting opportunities and he was so young as well. And he was considering going back amateur. And I actually, you know, I did, I did say to him, I didn't want to kind of be the person to influence his decision, but it seemed like they were heading back amateur. And I did say that I think that's a really good idea. I said, because like, you're, you're still so young, you've loads of development and loads of experience to acquire. Mm. Um, and you know, come back, you know, in four years time or five years time when you're kind of coming into your peak and get all that senior experience. Um, and he, you know, him and his dad, Mark Buckley as well, I think they made a great decision Yeah. and because look, he's, he's, he's on the podium now and a really strong candidate for Olympic Games um, but no in general like Kurt Walker quality he's already a major medalist um, Michael Nevin we know what he's done at underage youth and junior he's been uh, he's been on top of podiums before uh, Grania Walsh has been knocking on the door so I'm delighted to see her get 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 finally over you know across mm. that line Kelly Kelly Harrington reigning world champion yeah. uh, you know one of our strongest candidates Aoife Rourke doing really well as well so um I think it's like I said, it's a it's a credit to the team and a testament to the team to hold on to these guys when there was when there has been so much uncertainty around amateur boxing yes. and and so much, um, what would you say, promotion and exposure to the professional game, yeah. um, and you know professional boxing now in ter- on a global scale is more popular than it ever has been. Yeah. I mean, prize fighting in general, you know, there's more money in it than ever before. Um, more promoters involved. There's more opportunity involved. And um, to hold on to these boxers is vital uh, for, for the success of, of Irish amateur boxing. And you know the way you talk about like Irish um, fighters just being so good and we're always going to produce different fighters. Are the um, agents, I guess, for want of a better word, so promoters or whoever's doing the, um, the sniffing around, are they now sniffing around Irish fighters increasingly because there is a recognition that there is such talent here? Because that would be what would happen, I, you know, to use an analogy, football, like there'd be agents over if it was a, oh, hot, without, without. If it was a hotbed. So are there are these fighters getting offers and being um, talked to, would you oh, think, behind without. the scenes? Yeah. I, I, well, well, I, I think they're, they're, definitely, they're definitely being watched. They're definitely being watched because if you just look at um, professional boxing now, you look at top rank, you look at golden boy, you look at Matchroom, you look at MTK, and there are four kind of powerhouses in world boxing at the moment. Uh, you look at the Dazan uh, or Dazon, uh, this uh, huge... I, uh, I mispronounce it every time too. I don't know what it's called. Yeah, yeah. Dazon, yeah. <laughs> it's a massive boxing platform yeah. where where, um, where Eddie Hearn and Golden Boy, who are linked up to this uh, platform, have to put on a certain amount of shows every year. So they need content. Mm for this so they need boxers to fill up these shows because there's a huge demand across all of these platforms BT Sky Sports ESPN there's a crazy amount of boxing going on um, so they do they, they need they need the, the next generation to fill up these cards and mm. they need to create the next superstars mm. and they've got to keep it going now while, they, while the iron is hot 
Um, so definitely they're being watched. Um, but I know on a personal level f- for those young boxers, it will strengthen their case if they do want to go professional. Um, it will strengthen their case if they have um, a major medal or an Olympic medal in, in the back pocket. Well, hopefully there's good news in the next year. So you're ba- you're fresh back from London. You were fighting at York Hall over the weekend, very famous venue, a storied, historic venue. You're ten and zero yeah. now. How did the fight go? You were against uh, and excuse my pronunciation, uh, Moses Mojica. That's it on the ball, on, on the, the ball. button, on the ball. Yep. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> on the ball, off the ball. <laughs> yeah, all kinds of balls going. So um, yeah. it, it, you were expected to win. I was, I was doing a bit of reading about the fight. You were expected to win, but obviously there's no guarantees when you're getting into a fight. And I was watching. There were there was some behind the scenes footage that was up on on Facebook and various places, and it was you in the dressing room beforehand and. Uh, the walk-in and uh, a bit of the fight as well and you when uh, the fight was stopped and it looked like it all went to plan. It looked like a pretty enjoyable um, experience. How was it for you? Yeah, it was really good. Really good experience. Um, the day beforehand was a bit of a nightmare, really. Um, I missed my flight. Um, really what a pro. What a pro. Oh, my God. Absolutely. The worst <laughs> thing. I never missed a flight in my life. <laughs> never, ever missed a flight You're again big life. time, are you? They didn't hold the flight for you, no? Oh no, yeah, it was terrible. And uh so we just had to book um we had to book a flight out. Uh it was just it was just just school by error stuff and yeah. I was really kicking myself and then I was trying to remain positive but also beat myself up at the same <laughs> yeah. time. And then I knew one one I, I knew I was really struggling to get a plane out there as well because I said, Oh my god, I'm gonna miss the way and what what's gonna go on? What's gonna happen? But finally we got it we got a plane into uh, London City Airport and um, my manager was able to kind of push the way in back one hour at least mm. and um, so we arrived got there and got the job done got had to take off a bit of weight and it's it's massive learning experience for me um, I probably had it a little bit like I probably took for granted how easy it was for me back home when you're boxing at home all the time you know it's just spin up the road step on the scales and off you know and yeah. there's a huge um Obviously, look, I've, I've I've boxed as an amateur for long enough. I know I've traveled the world, but it's just a little bit different as a professional, um, a little bit different. And um, it's another learning experience for me. Um, but overall, 10 out of 10 in terms of performance. We got the knockout. Um, we moved to 10 and 0, which is a bit of a milestone for me. Mm. I'm under no illusion that things are going to really get tough, you know, from here on in. But that's what I expected. You know, I, I, I know that that is going to get tougher um, and I kind of, I need that too. I mean, I can't keep, I can't keep going through 10, 12 week training camps and yeah. uh, blasting guys away at the end of it. You know, if, if, if I'm, if I'm putting my body through that, I got to make sure that the reward at the end of it is it's worth it. Good. It's good financially, but also progressively in terms of like moving up the ladder in terms of getting closer to those big titles, you know? And do we suspect fight number 11 will be a big fight? Yeah, my manager's working on getting me a big opponent now for the next one. So someone from, you know, one of the, some guys from the top pool in Europe or, um, you know, um, even a maybe possibly world ranking title, like an intercontinental title or something like that. Yeah. Um, so that's good news for me. And that, that will be looking like in around September time. Um, but I'm noticing a massive improvement in in my, like, my 10th fight was actually nearly three years to to the day, to my debut. Mm. Um um, to my debut, uh, yeah, and um, I noticed from from the transition from the start to now, mm. I'm actually sitting down a lot more, and I'm kind of feel like I've served my kind of apprenticeship, like as a professional boxer, and I feel like 
I'm kind of primed now and seasoned as a, as a pro and I'm turning over my shots and getting a lot more power in them. Like I, I wouldn't have been known as a very big puncher, a concussive puncher during my amateur days, but I've kind of altered my style in a way, not going away from my fundamental strengths, my amateur strengths, but I've altered it in a way um, to kind of help me to get the more power out of my shots and my opponents are cer- certainly feeling it. And uh, so that's that's very reassuring for me. Because I, I saw you say, when I plant my feet, I have serious power. Yeah, like I'm turning over my shots. You can actually feel, like it's a really good feeling. It's um, very hard to explain it, but it's like you just know, like even in the second round when I caught um, Mojica with a right hook on the chin, he just went down. And I knew he was going to go down when I hit him because... It was just sweet. Normally, as an amateur, I was so conditioned over the years to kind of hit people and kind of almost be gone before the punch even yes, lands. in and out. Now, yeah, it's kind of like I was – see, I was brought up on the computer scoring system yeah. in Ireland. That's yeah. that's That was the way it was for me when I was growing up, and my southpaw style kind of suited that. So I've been conditioned and programmed for years and years. And over the last three years, I've been trying to not go away from, from that completely, trying to keep, keep the strengths – especially the footwork and the hand speed that served me really well, but just be a little bit more committed and sit down a little bit more, um, on my shots. And, um, Mm. yeah, it's starting to, I'm starting to make that happen now. And it's really good. This might be a ridiculous question because I know that it's not like in the amateur ranks, you guys were just kind of slapping each other either, but you know, the way you're developing power and even the way you talk there about landing like a big blow and it felt sweet. Mm. Uh, Does any part of you or has it ever happened to boxers who've kind of developed power when they turn to the pro ranks suddenly found, geez, I don't like the feeling of hurting these people. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Does it just feel sweet all the way? I I was talking to somebody, um, a couple of fans. I was really, really uh, privileged and humbled to, to get so many fans flying out as well. And a yeah. couple of them stayed in the same hotel. And I was able to kind of have a kind of an intimate experience with them where we were sitting down having breakfast together and just chatting away. And, and they were asking me some really... One, one question that was asked in particular was like, you know, how do I feel yeah. when I have somebody under the cosh, like somebody really, really hurt? And I, I said, do you know something? When I'm actually on the outside, sitting down in the crowd, watching somebody get a pummeling, I actually feel sorry for them. Mm. I really do. Like I have compassion and a bit of sympathy. I said, but that's when I'm on the outside. But when I'm in the ring and I have somebody really, really hurt, badly hurt, I just smell blood and I go for the juggler. Mm. Like that's something that I didn't always have because I, I don't know. I transform when I step into the, into the ring. And it's because I know that that person across the ring from me my counterpart he's trying to do the same to me and he's trying to rob me of my opportunities my desires my dreams mm. he's trying to rob me of my uh my goals my targets you know where i can where i can achieve where i can look back and fond memories be content for the rest of my life and maybe maybe make some nice money and mm. um you know achieve some you know my ambitions and all that. He's just trying to shatter my dreams, so yeah. I have to. I, I just transform completely and and go and go for it. And does it, is it a, a transformation whereby it's like a kind of hot pent up hatred, or is it like cold, ruthless killer? Yeah, no, it's not that hatred type. Because if it is that, then I would be very, very. Um, uh, how would you say a clumsy, uh, ridiculous, careless, you know, mm. I, it's, it's more controlled aggression and, uh, a ferocious, 
ruthlessness to it. Mm. Um, so it's not a pers- like, it's not a personal thing ever. Oh. It's definitely not a personal thing, but it's almost like, you know, if you're a football team and you know you're you're you, you know you're two you're two goals up, like you know what I mean. What do you do? Do you sit back now and just play? Or, no, you keep going. You keep mm. trying to get as many. You, you try and try and bang in as many as you can. Give your um give your opposition no chance mm. because with boxing it's very difficult because if you give. I'll tell you a very good example, actually. That guy caught me with a really nice punch in the second round. And it was, I felt it. It was a right good sting out of it. But I had to look at him in his eyes in a steely way, and I kept marching forward as opposed to maybe my body wanted to retreat. Mm. But I kept going forward um, and to try and show him that that punch had absolutely no effect on me. <laughs> And at the same time, my ear is ringing. Yeah. Um, It's funny, um, in the Joshua fight, his trainer in the corner, his name escapes me now. mm. But... um, McCracken. Yeah. McCracken was saying to Joshua between one of the rounds when it was becoming apparent he wasn't at his best. He kept saying, no matter how you feel, don't show him. No matter how it feels, don't show him. Don't show him. No matter how it feels. This was like the mantra over and over again. Suddenly popped into my head when you were describing taking that punch. You can't let him know because then he'll smell blood. Yeah, because it ebbs and flows, and all you got to do is just—I felt like that opponent that I was against, Nicaragua, and he was a very, um, he was a very clever, very kind of sly, sneaky streak to him. In the way he was trying to lure me in and set traps, I knew what he was doing. He knew, and I knew what he was about. He was very, um, he was that kind of—he had that street fighter in him. You know what I mean? He—he mm. he knew, he knew his way around town, like. Yeah. Um. So, um, he, um, he. I knew if I gave him an inch, he'd take a mile. Yeah. You know that? That, yeah. was the, that was it. And I did not want to give him any false uh, confidence or pretense or whatever. So I just kind of had to keep going for the juggler. And um, and then he, you know, his ambition kind of subsided. Yeah. And he just kind of gave up. And yeah. he gave up then because I beat, it, I beat it out of him, you know, and I showed no weakness. I guess you break him. That's kind of the, the, the point. That's you reach. it. Yeah. Bro- broke how, him down. How has the body been? How's training been going? I mean, it would be great if you get a big fight in September. Are you getting a smooth run of things now and, and building up some good reps? Yeah, no, it's really good now. Like, I feel like now, for the first time ever, I have a chance. Like, not many other people have a chance. Like, for most of my career, I was hit and miss. I was like, I was... I wasn't the ultimate. I was, I was, I was a bit of everything. You know what I mean? I was, I was all over the place. But now I'm 100% certain and sure of what I want to achieve. I believe I can become a European champion. I believe that I'm very, very close. And to do that after I've been three years retired would yeah. be an amazing, amazing um, achievement. Mm. Um, and. I am training harder now than I ever did before. And normally after big fights, I would take a month off or three weeks. I've been out for a 5K there this evening already because I, I knocked them out in the third round. It didn't take much of a toll on my body. Mm. So I don't need as much of a rest. The training camp was tough, yeah. But look, just going to keep the body ticking over and probably get back into the gym next week. Um, the fights are becoming ticking fast. And the big guys are, are coming close as well. Like I looked at... You know, the kind of confidence and belief that I have in myself is like I look at um, Kid Galahad versus Josh Warrington the other night in the world title fight. Mm. They're my weight category. Mm. I don't see anything from either of those that would bother me or not want me to step into the ring and fight either of them. Mm. That's the confidence I have in myself. Mm. I believe I'm an elite level fighter. And the more I train and the more I box and the more I win, the more I'm seeing that and the more confidence I'm getting. And kind of like the harder I work, the luckier I get, 
but also the more confident I get, the more I put into this game, the more I'm getting from it. Mm. Yeah, it's great. I mean, and you know, when you get a run like this, you just got to ride it, don't you? Because you know better than anyone when injury can strike. So why not? Well, you know, there's no because I was going to ask you, and it's clear from the way you're talking, the answer is. Um, no, I was going to ask, is, is there any hesitation 10 fights in to get in with the big boys now? Or were you just doing it because you feel there's a certain time pressure? But it seems like you feel like you are ready, even if there wasn't that time pressure necessarily. Um, no, no, I'm definitely ready now. I'm definitely ready. Um, I feel like, like, just to kind of give you a bit of a, let you in on what was going on before this last fight, there was a possibility that I might have, might have had to cancel the fight in the R call because on the same night in Spain, um, there was a vacant European title at my weight and the promoter who got the rights for that title with his boxer, Carlos Ramos, who's 10 wins and one loss, um, they were looking for an opponent to fight for it and they offered me to fight and I said, yes, 100%. Mm. And uh, the offer, the, the, the purse was brutal. The conditions, everything was brutal. But it meant like I was going into his backyard and I, I would have got a chance to fight for a European title on wow. his show wow. with all the odds stacked against me. I said yes, and they pulled out of it. They picked a different opponent. But that shows you the level of belief I have in myself. I was going to go over there and, you know, take it from him, snatch right. it from him. Did they, so pick the a different, that, did they pick a different opponent because they suddenly thought they had a closer look at you and thought maybe this guy's a bit dangerous, do you think? I'm a massive risk for them. I'm a massive risk. They knew I was going like... Probably at the start, they probably thought maybe they could maybe have my number. But um, I think upon reflection, they made the best decision for their type, for their guy. They knew I was too dangerous, too risky. And um, But that just shows you where that I'm actually in uh, negotiations and my name is being mentioned in around these circles. So right. it's, only a matter of, it's only a matter of time. Great. Excellent. That's good to hear. So, um, well, listen, pop in in the next couple of months and when, when the next fight's announced or when you know what your plans are, it'd be good to have you in as always and we can we can chat through things. But we just wanted to check in after your call. 10 and 0. Cheers, yeah. So, 10 and 0 is a lovely ring to it. <laughs> it sounds nice. It's much nicer yeah. than single figures. Someone texted in to want to know what your post-fight celebration meal was. What was it? Um, can't even remember. Pizza or something like that, pizza. I think it was. Yeah, pizza, yeah. Carbs. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Listen, good to have you on. Cool. All right. Thanks, thanks Joe. Mel. Cheers. Eric Donovan speak with us soon. there. Yeah, speak soon. Bye. Take it easy. Eric Donovan with us there, who's uh, going from good things to better things, hopefully. Uh, won at your call over the weekend. And as you heard there, may have another, uh, hopefully, big fight lined up around September time. Obviously, boxing's a bit precarious when it comes to that kind of stuff. But uh, good to see him ticking along very well. Off the ball. Find us on Twitter at Off the Ball. News Talk 106 to 108.